Hello and welcome to Level Up and Friends, the weekly podcast for those of us from the video game and comic book store, Level Up Entertainment. Get together with some friends and we discuss uh, different topics we're passionate about. Uh, welcome to the second episode of Q and Gay, uh, where a special sub-series where I get together some of our friends in the LGBTQ community and we kind of share our experiences um, with, with you, the listener. Hopefully, you know, uh, you can get some questions answered you might have about some of the different facets of uh, queerness um, and maybe, you know, learn a little bit of something about yourself if we're so lucky. Um, this year, episode, uh, say this year, sorry, the new year just started. Uh, this episode, we're talking about uh, gender queer issues. Um, and I'm your host, Scott. I'm cisgender and I use he, him, and joining me is Haley. Hey, uh, I'm Haley. I, I, I don't know how much I gender lately. Like, I think I'm sitting in a pretty comfortable non-binary femlining kind of thing uh, using she, they. Okay. Uh, we've also got Julian. Uh, hey, I'm Julian. I'm a trans man and I use he, him. All right. We've also, all right and we've also got B. Hi, my name is Beatrix. Um, I am a non-binary individual who uses they, them. Okay. Um, I was about to say gentlemen, but that's, a, you know, again, I'm trying not to, I'm going to try to use the correct genders, uh, pronouns and whatnot. Um, but guys, thank you so much for joining me um, to share your experiences. Um, I guess we'll just start going down just tell me, you know, a little bit about how you came uh, to the, to your current uh, identification. I'll start with you, Haley. So, all right, so so I, when I was young, when I was like a 12 year old kid, um, I more or less knew that I wasn't, a, I wasn't like a proper boy. I don't know, I, mean, I don't want to define proper boy. It's probably bad language, but like, I knew that I wasn't fitting in well with the other boys at school. I wasn't doing the, I wasn't performing masculinity in the way that you're expected to. Um, and it always was like a really weird feeling of like, well, I guess I'm just, you know, I guess I'm just not gonna fit in. Uh, and then eventually started realizing I leaned, you know, other ways. Um, and for a while, I, I was really pretty settled on like a binary female identity. Uh, and at, at 19, I started transition uh, and I lived, I lived there for a while. I was probably with a binary female identity for five-ish years till about 24. Um, and like things were better, things were a lot better, but things still weren't quite right. So like. And it, it kind of became this weird thing of having to answer myself the tough questions of like, was I wrong? And it turns out, yes, but also like, I, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't like a big wrong. It was just kind of, I was a little off the mark. So through a lot of more or a lot more exploration of me, uh, I wound up realizing that I kind of fit better into a non-binary identity that's still, you know, she, they kind of feminine leaning, but pretty much definitively not binary female. Yeah, I was gonna say because you used to work at the store when I met you. You were, a, well, I met you as a woman, so I didn't know you were trans for an embarrassingly long time. Um, so, I did the non-binary thing is something I've since learned about you. Uh, now that you've, you know, I've I, since learned it about myself. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it, it's it's interesting. Like people, you know, it, it's a, a fluid kind of thing. Um, Jules, I know you're probably the most recent. Uh, uh, person to come to their your gender realization. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, so 
I am the baby trans. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I kind of realized Lily like last year that I was a trans man, but uh, it kind of was like a weird click in my brain, a weird switch. Oh, <laughs> can't you know? Um, I had when I was younger. Funny enough, I was like, oh man, when I grow up, I want to be like Hulk Hogan. But like, it didn't click in my brain that being like Hulk Hogan was a trans man kind of thing. <laughs> um, and I always saw myself as like, oh, I'm the brother. Oh, I'm the dad. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like the sister or the the you know aunt or whatever. I wanted to be the male version. And it was weird because I was like, oh, so I'm a tomboy. Ah, uh, yes, I'm a tomboy. And I guess my brain accepted the boy part of that tomboy. And uh, <laughs> and so that was a thing. And it was just it was just a, a weird thing of talking to my friends and going like, hey, I, I don't know if this is like the right thing. And they're like, well, why don't you try gender fluid? And so in like, college, I was like gender fluid. But then I was always the guy. And I was like, wait, OK, here, wait. And so it took a bit and uh yeah, I'm 26 now, <laughs> and it took me that long, so it's never too late to start. Okay, uh, and B, how about you? I uh, essentially had three different gender realizations, and I won't say embarrassingly enough, because it's not embarrassing, because this is why we have diverse media, mm -hmm. all three of them stemmed from pop, um, pop culture. <laughs> and that's fine, that's how so, I learned about my sexuality. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, um, a few years ago when uh, the Adventure Zone Balance was like just ending, I went through like the whole podcast in like a year and I identified really, really, really hard with Taco from the podcast, who is this wizard, he's super cool. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to be like him. I was like, I want, I sat down, I was like, how, how am I feeling about this? Because I wanted to be feminine but I didn't want to be a girl I think and I was like I want to be feminine in the way that he is kind of so I thought that I was sort of transmasculine for a little while and that lasted for about a year and then I read the Magnus Chase book series which has um, a gender fluid individual and I looked at them and I said you can be both mm -hmm. and uh, that literally uh, flipped a switch for me and then more recently, I figured out and explored more like genderqueer and non-binary identities and like looked at labels and stuff. And I've got, oh, sometimes I feel like this, sometimes I feel like that. But really, I just sort of float comfortably in the middle of the binary. All right. Which was um, a fun and interesting thing. So I know labels and stuff are very important just in, in LGBT stuff in general, but like I've never... What's the, do you guys know the difference between non-binary and gender fluid? That's like one of the questions I have for today. Or is there really a, that big a difference? Uh, I, I don't want to be like the person that's like, oh yeah, I know everything. Because obviously I'm never going to know everything. But uh, as a pansexual who always gets confused for a bisexual, I feel like gender fluid is more of the fluid of going back and forth of you are kind of like the pansexual of gender <laughs> um, or it's more like moment to it's, moment it's some yeah it's sometimes like you know you wake up in the morning and you're like oh i am a girl today and then halfway through you're like shit no i'm a guy 
um i have a gender fluid friend their name is sean and they they tell me that they like this like all the time and they're hating it when the guy shows up like halfway through the day and they're like nails are done like on point and they're like oh damn it um whereas non-binary is like there's so many things under the umbrella of non-binary um but it's just in general of like not fitting in with just male or female and staying at just male or female kind of thing you know yeah and I, I think we should probably explain it, to um if oh, i sorry yeah please take the floor i just want to piggyback off of that because i think that was like a good i think that was a good um start to it i think it's important to say that like non-binary is like an umbrella like non-binary is not a third gender it's sort of an umbrella term um that encompasses a lot of things so and again depending on who you ask because Labels are, I feel like labels are a very personal thing um, for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways they can be interpreted. Um, but there, there absolutely, I think, is room for an interpretation where gender fluid is considered sort of a non-binary identity, if that makes sense. Like it's okay. under the umbrella. Not to say that it's the same thing. Absolutely not. But I think that they're like, they're kind of in the same neighborhood of like existing off of, really all it means is they exist off of the binary. Yeah, because I, I know, um, I mean, you know, I've been queer for a couple of years now and I'm still like learning all the different labels and like I'm still like kind of confused about some of them I kind of just found the ones that made sense for me and that's sort of where I stopped if that makes any sense um but you know there's a it still doesn't mean I'm not curious and don't want to learn uh, about about them uh for people especially if it's you know sometimes sometimes people don't need labels sometimes they do help um especially if you need to explain to somebody else uh what, what your your quote-unquote deal is um but yeah so you know uh Haley and Julian you've actually gone through various levels of transitioning um what's kind of like some of the challenges you guys faced do like during the process of doing that I guess we'll start with Julian this time okay um well, one thing is I'm five foot tall, so I'm like one inch taller than Danny DeVito. So it's very hard to present very masculine because everybody goes, ah, you're tiny. You're obviously a female. And it's like, it hurts. I mean, there are um, dudes, like you said, Danny DeVito, no one would confuse him uh, for a lady. Yeah, but <laughs> true. Uh but I, I don't know. There's like a lot of things that I look, look at myself. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Because um, I'm not going to lie. Like there's, I feel so bad because there are people that are just so polite and they're just, and they go like, ma'am, ma'am. And I'm like, I try so hard, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. But I know it does like <laughs> for me. If I, <laughs> don't, don't laugh at my dumb joke. I don't care. I was going to let it slide, but uh i got the reference uh, but then but then they're like now nah, i'm laughing at this this is where it goes mm -hmm. but um it's because yeah like i know i don't i don't do well with the voices considering i'm not on i'm not on t i'm pre-t and so i can only go so far but even then like society has such like a gendered view of things that like it's it's hard to get people even to explain to people be like no that's not right uh 
you i'm i am a man and they're like are you sure about that and i'm like i'm the one who is the man why are you questioning me yeah i, I will say um over the years we've had a couple of our regulars transition and i'm always really uncomfortable how to broach the question like hey are you transitioning what do you want me to call you like you know not just like in pronouns but like you know usually you change your name um i don't know if you guys have any kind of special uh tips for people that might want to talk to you about that uh that have known you for a bit or alicia um because i genuinely that's something i still struggle with or it's just like i that's such a personal thing and it's just like i don't know if i want to bring it up does that make any sense i i understand that um me personally, like, I am the type of person who, especially if I know you, I'm like, hey, he, him, like, you know, just correct yourself, like, catch yourself, like, I'll correct you sometimes, but please, like, you know, say sorry, or just, you know, acknowledge the fact that, oh, dang, I got the gender wrong, let me, let me fix that, I got this, I got this, like, you know, keep working at it, I'm happy about that, um, but for the most part, it's usually just, you know, I will tell you when I'm comfortable with telling you because it is a weird transition and like sometimes you're not comfortable with telling people yet, at least in, for me. Yeah, I think it becomes like this weird dance of like, it's both uh, when they're ready, but also like you don't want to have missed something, if that makes sense. I feel like for a lot of people, they'll tell you when they're ready to tell you um, and you can't really force it out of them because like it's, it's very personal. It's very personal making the decision of like when to, when to go. I think they, they say going full-time is one of the lingos. It's very personal when you decide to go full-time, when you decide to kind of expect people around you to start keeping up with it. I feel like for me, um, I just told everybody and the people who I told, told everybody else. Um, you know, whether we like it or not, word spreads. It's, it's you know, we'd always, we'd always rather tell you ourselves but word does like to spread. Um, yeah, I guess I guess it's just when they're ready. Yeah. Um, and then B, I know there's certain days you present more feminine versus more masculine. Um, uh, so I don't know if you like ever encountered people like gendering you one way or the other on a daily basis, like, you know, just in just regular, like I'm out shopping and they say, yeah, hi ma'am, can I help you or sir? I don't know if that's something that's like acceptable oh, for you or yeah. not. Uh, it, it, it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You can hear me. Um, it yeah. is um, only mainly because I'm not out to my parents, at least who I live with. Um, I think my sister suspects something, but that's who knows. She's not going to ask me out. Right. It's funny. Um, but I am out to most of my friends and um, the, the way I handle my friends misgendering me, you know, even on accident or something like that, it's, I just, I do look quite feminine if I'm not trying to not look feminine and I do sound very feminine. Um, but the way I handle it is I just usually very politely say, I'm not a girl. And then they will use they, them pronouns. Um, but, uh, I just know that like I don't have to explain myself to like cashiers or people who work at restaurants or stuff. Um, I've just gotten very good at tuning things out. 
yeah. when I go certain places, if that makes sense. I know I'll just use the blanket term queer uh, to describe my sexuality rather than like pull out a PowerPoint presentation and be like, well, demi-romantic asexuals, I follow this part on the spectrum here. Like, and this is what all of those things I just said mean. And it's just like, ugh. You just say you're queer and people are usually pretty good at moving on. But I know gender is a little different because it's, you can see, for lack of a better term, see a gender rather than like, you can't really tell if someone's like some kind of gay or pan or demi or anything like that just by looking at them. Um, so I know that that's something you have to face like a little bit more casual, like microaggressions. I hate that term, but I can't think of a better one where just someone's like calls you sir or ma'am when you don't want to be called that. And I know because of that, as, as someone who works in retail, like with the public, I've been transitioning myself verbally, not obviously gender, uh, to just using they, them pronouns. Like I don't call anyone sir or ma'am anymore. Um, I, tr I try to just stick to, you know, just without just like, I try to use they, them with everybody. Um, Cause God forbid, I don't, I'm not trying to be PC. I'm just trying not to be an asshole. And I don't want to misgender anyone. I just want to put that up front. Like, I think there's, I think there's a difference between the two. Um, um, if that makes any sense, I don't know. <clears throat> I think like, I think it's a good attitude actually. I think like a do no harm kind of thing. It's, it's just sort of a catch all. I mean, like you, on one hand, sometimes there are people who are very like expressive visually with their gender and they'll make it very obvious. And we're all conditioned from birth to, you know to see the he's and the she's and to pick them out and identify them and just go with their gut. Um, but there, it raises like, it raises questions of like, if somebody is non-binary and they look and dress femininely, they should still be, you know, acknowledged for their gender identity of being non-binary. Like a non-binary person doesn't owe the world androgyny just to be, just to be uh, seen as, you know, not, not a woman or not a man. Um, so I think, I think they them as default until corrected is probably fine. Like I, I wouldn't personally take offense. Mm -hmm. The, um, uh, I, I do know um, people though who are very uh, expressly against, I don't want to say against they them pronouns, but like have asked you specifically not to, asked me not to use they them pronouns after giving, does, does that make sense? Hold on, it's not working. My mouth isn't saying what my brain is thinking. Hold mm -hmm. on. I think we all have that problem um, time to time. <laughs> I have it all the time. Um, You're good. But when they've come out or transitioned and started using new pronouns, they have asked explicitly not to be, uh, not to have they, them pronouns used. Does, does anybody get what I'm saying? You know, totally yeah, get it. Yeah, I get it. it's called preferred for a reason. Like it's a yeah. preferred pronoun for a reason, right? You have your prefer, you have your preference. And also there is, if I could just go on a little bit of a tangent, Please, I think there's a, a thing, I think there's a thing that happens where for whatever reason, cis people sometimes have an easier time calling a non-passing trans person by they, them pronouns than by their preferred pronouns. And like, I don't know, it's still kind of disrespectful to do that. Yeah, like they, it, they, just because they don't fit your definition or your, your bar for passing, you still got to use the she's or the he's or whatever they said. You can't, can't go halfway. Uh -huh. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. 
and to speak to your point where like people are like well don't i don't want to use they them pronouns i think all right so i was thinking about this in the lead up to this episode because i was very excited to talk to talk to you all about this stuff but i think there's a bit of a weird generational thing so i'm the oldest person here i'm 35 um so when i was in high school it was 20 years ago and like none of this knowledge existed like we knew about like cross-dressing that was like what we thought you know being trans or whatever it was so i think seeing people of certain age like you're throwing all this weird new information at them and they're just immediately resistant to it because it's like this isn't what i've heard my whole life this you this can't be right but like you know and talking to people and stuff like oh there's just new information in the world this is how people want to be you know like is that i don't know if that's i'm trying to speak for for older cis people at least but I think they might have that mindset. Um, I'm not saying, I'm not gonna defend it, but I think that might be part of it. Yeah, I don't wanna, I don't wanna dominate floor time here. So please keep me in check if I start to, but I feel like a lot of it is people getting defensive. Like, I think it's human nature to be resistant to the idea that you were wrong and made a mistake. So mm -hmm. like when somebody says, oh, actually the things that you were taught about gender were wrong, it's, it's super easy to fall into the trap of just being like, well, I'm never wrong. I was, I was just doing what I was taught and like getting really stuck in that cycle of, oh, it's not my fault. That's just how it was. And then that kind of breeds that and that's how it still should be kind of mentality. Um, so I, I think if I can offer one, one piece of advice to people who are stuck in that, it's just, man, it's not about you. It's super not. And we're not, you know, we're not like retroactively mad at you for it. <laughs> Just get with the program. Things are new. No, yeah, it's it's actually a uh, a like brain thing. It's um because your identity is part of what you know. Uh, for people who are older and yeah are resistant to things that they think are new, it actually causes a fight or flight response in the brain if you challenge their views or their knowledge, which is why you often have people who are like you know. Yeah, they'll they'll start like arguing with you and being and being very very like against using your preferred pronouns because trans isn't a thing or something like that. Even though there has been historical evidence all the way back to like Roman times, almost even like old timey pictures of trans people in France and England and so on from like the 1800s, even 1600s. It's crazy. Um, there's actually actually. Um, Another fun historical thing. Uh, the first person who ever did a C-section was a trans man. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, trans man doctor. I can't remember his name, uh, but he was even buried under a his male name, not the name that he was born with. Um, and it was, wow. yeah. He, James Barry. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is all news to me, so yeah, I'm excited. I love that. I didn't know that either. No. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah uh, <laughs> go for it. No, uh, I, I, I would just like to uh, put in a little bit of uh, suggested reading. If you're interested in this sort of thing, please check out the book Queer There and Everywhere. I'm not sponsored by them. I didn't write the book, but Queer There and Everywhere is about like historical figures that you might not have known are on the LGBT, um, I always say spectrum. I LGBT. The, I call it the umbrella. Yeah, spectrum. It's like an umbrella. That umbrella. All the rest um, of if I'm not mistaken, it brings up James Barry in later chapters, Frida Kahlo, Abraham Lincoln, the the Theodore Roosevelt's wife, Eleanor Roosevelt, and the first chapter is on a trans woman Roman emperor. 
I don't know any of these things. So like, what's Abe Lincoln? Not to get off too much. Uh, Abe Lincoln spent a lot of time with an early, um, spent like his early 20s rooming and sleeping in the same bed with a very close male friend of his. And then when that male friend of his got married and also died, he was very, very sad about it. I know he liked to wrestle then. That's all. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since I read the book, but it's very good. Well, it's got an amazing title. I'm very interested in reading that now. Um, I'll probably, Mm -hmm. I'll go visit my local library and learn more. Um, (laughs) Which I guess anyone should do just if this, any of these episodes spark any kind of interest. Um, Because like, I forget who said it earlier in the the podcast, but like none of us are really experts at uh, every aspect of this stuff. Um, We all just kind of figure it out as we go. And for the most part, like LGBT communities are very supportive of one another. For the most part, you'll you'll find certain sex, you know, it's just, you know, queer people are like people, like some people are great and some people aren't like, just how it goes. Um, For the most part, we all want to help each other out because it's confusing and like, society at large does not is not interested in, in helping you um and i think historically gender queer people have had it i don't want to say rougher but they've had it pretty rough um it you know just because again it's something i think you can see you know you see a man in a dress like for how many years is that just a punchline in and of itself it still is to this day you know adam sandler did it in jack and jill and like that's a terrible movie for a lot of reasons, but that didn't help. Um, There's actually a, a Netflix uh, has a, uh, a movie about gender representation and gender uh, in cinema. And it actually goes over actors and actresses and actual actors and actresses who are transgender and how even in like, yeah, like you were saying, even in like recent stuff, they were doing one, I think it was like NCIS or something where she was like, yeah, I was supposed to be dead and then they checked my genitalia and said she's a man and I was like the fuck and I, that one stuck with me and I wish I remember what the the thing I remember is, that but... episode that episode destroyed me as a kid I was like that's so rude yeah yeah, yeah no they the, the actors actually talked out about it too uh I can't remember what the name of the movie is but honestly if you look up like in the LGBT section it was, I remember seeing it uh, this past Pride Month. So it's a new movie. Um, they go on, it's literally just about how cinema with transgender people and how like, how it started, how it still is bad, but it's getting better. How uh, whenever they do like an interview on like, you know, on live television, they'll be like, so if I see you naked and they're like, why would you see me naked? Yeah. And it's just, it's a fun time. Um, but to get back on topic a little bit, <laughs> just to go back, um, it with older people, like not not to be mean to them, but it, it is because it wasn't mainstream. And yeah, like you were saying, Scott, it being gendered queer in any way was a joke. Uh, you were considered mentally ill. I mean, my God, I think they only outlawed using. Uh, you know, electric therapy for gender and like LGBTQ identities back in like the 1970s. That's not that far away. I thought it was more recent than that, honestly. They're still doing it in some places. Yeah. They still do it in some places. It's illegal in most 
parts, but yeah, they still do it in some places, I think. I know. Yeah, Kayla's right. They're right. I'm wrong. I told you I'm Sorry. not an expert. <laughs> I'm not an expert. I know. No, I know, it's okay. Um, I know recently trans people were banned from serving in the military again because everything's worse with our current administration, uh, you know, at the very beginning of 2021 here. Um, my reaction to that was like, fine, I don't want to die for you anyway. Yeah, well, can't say it, but I'm doing jazz heads. <laughs> yeah, uh, jazz heads, I will die for you. Um, but <laughs> on, on a, freaking, uh, what was it, the SpongeBob meme? Yeah, <laughs> on, on a much smaller, less uh, high stakes scale, um, as a cis person, I don't care if you share the bathroom with me. What everyone does in there is really oh. gross anyway. Um, I'd rather have nobody mm -hmm. in the bathroom, regardless of how you identify, but like, who cares? Everybody, My thinks that's what the favorite. book says. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, that made me think of my favorite thing that I like to say to my dad, not because my dad is against gender neutral bathrooms, but because he understands, what am I gonna say? You're gonna say he something. understands the, I was gonna say something. Um, he understands the point that I'm making, which is, oh gosh, look out, they're putting gender neutral bathrooms everywhere. My God, they might even put one in your own home. Because nobody has a gendered bathroom in their own house, unless you have a McMansion. Yeah. And at that point, who cares? I wish I could afford enough bathrooms to like be like, well, these are ones <laughs> only different. different right, this is the only one for this person. For this person. Because man, if I could have my own bathroom, that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, on a on a different note, uh, I want to make a plug for bathrooms. Speaking of things, uh, there's an app called I think Restroom Rescue or something. Uh, where it tells you if there's gender neutral bathrooms nearby so that you don't have to worry about it. I That's learned this because awesome. I was a club president. Yeah, I was a club president and I had a bunch of little uh, trans babies who were like, uh, uh, I don't feel comfortable going to a pride parade because I don't know where bathrooms are nearby that I could, you know, use. And I was like, I got you, fam. And <laughs> found this stupid app like a while ago. Um, but yeah, so it's it's just it literally just tells you where like there's gender neutral bathrooms or if there's gendered bathrooms or if it's like a place where you can ask. And um, the great thing about it is you can also add to it. So it's one of those apps where if you go somewhere and you're like, oh, it doesn't say that there's a gender neutral bathroom here, but I found one. You can go in the app and change it yourself so that other people will know. That's Awesome. I'm sh I'm shocked. I didn't even think that something like that might uh, might exist. But I'm glad that it does. That's I doubt that. Yeah, I'm really happy about that. The the title though makes it sound like, hey, I fell in the bathroom and I can't get up and like I need someone to come get me. Um, <laughs> Help! I'm falling. Restroom rescue. Um, I think there's a couple apps that are, are like similar that you can find. Like if you just look up like restroom apps, you can Google it. But yeah. It's one of those ones that's like, thank you. Thank you, Lord above, gay Lord, whatever. I mean, <laughs> I mean, as a cis white man, I, you know, whatever, I can poop wherever I want, basically. Um, but like, it still makes me happy to know that there's options out there for people. Like, I always say like, as long as you get, as long as you're a better person today than you were yesterday. And like, as long as the world is kind of better today for everyone than it was the day before, uh, we're making progress as inc incremental as it might be. Um, but yeah, so, um, before we were, 
record we pressed record uh Haley and I were chit-chatting and I was kind of uh kind of talking you the other two up um but uh Haley you brought up a good point I mentioned that B and I play Dungeons and Dragons uh together and I actually play a transgender elf in that um and how that is actually kind of like a really powerful way to like learn about your own gender stuff I just wanted to be different uh, than the character I was playing in another game who's extremely male. So I was like, oh, this might be kind of fun um, to do. And then very last minute, I decided to do trans because uh, they're a wild surge. So like they do a lot of things. And when I was like, oh, it might be some cool if some of their permanent effects, like have hit them before. And one of them is a gender change. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just do that. And then like, they're going to grow into being like they, them pronouns, like kind of learn them. Like that's going to be part of their character arc. Um, but then I found out B, you were, you identified as non-binary and I was like, oh my God, if I do something wrong, please let me know. But I will say, I appreciate the extremely safe environment you've given me. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Homophobia and transphobia doesn't exist in my fantasy world. I've tried to make it exist because I want to keep my, <laughs> my, I try to make my character have like to live the worst possible life apparently. Or I'm like, oh yeah, this I'm person saying, in no. the past left me because of this, you know, because this thing happened. And then, you know, nobody in the other world, the other world the seems exception. to care. Yeah. That proves the rule. Maybe you just lived in a really bad town or something. Yeah, I think I, I kind of like retroactively- say, I'm very proud of Chris. I, I love my character, Chris. I, I want to play her in everything. But you see, there I go. I misgendered her there. Um, one of the first things you told me uh, is, because I was like, I'm going to end up misgendering my characters. I envisioned them as a woman. There's, that was a very last minute decision. The only reason I did that is because everyone we're playing on Discord and everyone changed their names in that server to their character name and then their pronoun. So I was like, oh, everyone's like she, her, or he, him. I was like, I'm gonna be different, be they, them. And that's what sparked that. Um, but it's been interesting trying to, you know, playing more of that headspace myself. Um, but I just wanted to, to thank you. And, uh, you know, Haley, you were talking about playing girls in video games, maybe helped, uh, helped you realize something about yourself yeah um i definitely like at the time didn't realize it but like you know i got pokemon fire red and i was like what if i just if i just be a girl what if i just you know he asked me the question are you a boy or a girl what if i just you know lie i'm totally lying (laughs) say i'm a girl um and it just kind of spiraled out from there like and it became a very explorative thing again in hindsight at the time i just kind of thought i was doing doing the video games doing the gamer thing um like I made a I made a female World of Warcraft character and like uh being perceived as uh a different gender than you're perceived in real life in virtual spaces is super informative of how you feel about being perceived as that gender in general um everything down to just people getting your first virtual sheet it's it's a thing and like and again i didn't really realize i was doing it for experimenting purposes but it definitely was um and it's valuable and i know like i know a lot of people who do it i have a lot of friends who had the same experience like they didn't realize they were doing it but ah uh, catches up to you um yeah i super recommend it like if you're if you're in them more pg and you can change your appearance and you you're thinking about doing some gender experimentation just change to a different change to a different gender appearance give it a shot for a week see how it goes um yeah it's 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 a great outlet i find it funny because honestly i chose guys every single time and it still never clicked 
<laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't you just gotta look back eventually I be like, that's why i did that that's why i did that yeah no i was literally like i was like ah oh, yes whenever i play video games i'm choosing the boy whenever i cosplay i'm choosing the boy and then i'm like oh shit i'm a trans man why didn't i know this before and like i had a friend from high school and they were like you do you i thought you knew this <laughs> what <laughs> like they were like actually legit like we all been new why didn't you i was like why didn't you tell me <laughs> i was upset that they didn't tell me that I-, I was a trans man when they knew already i'm calling you out ash you, you did it i was gonna say like okay. that sounds a little bit like um because a lot of people come to just various queer realizations about themselves either sexuality or or gender um later in life because it's you know you learn a new piece of information and then like i like to describe it as like the pieces of your life sort of start fitting together better because once i realized that i was ace like i started realizing all these old decisions i made like like i played essentially an asexual character in every D game i've ever played because it's, for the most part i was kind of just putting myself into that character like the character i play in uh, your game b is the only like non-asexual character i've ever played like i very specifically I'm trying to be the exact opposite. So I'm being pan in that. And that's something the character is learning about themselves as we go too. Um, like I like I started dating one of the other player characters and immediately got them pregnant. Uh, so that's been fun um, to play with, but- yeah, uh, Very fun experience. Yeah, it's been- Do you find it hard? Half elven babies. Do you yeah. find it hard to perform pansexuality as somebody who doesn't really feel that way? Like, is it hard for you? No, because I like to also write. So I, I, there's a little bit of separation between me and the character. Um, where broad strokes, they're more of like a written character, but like my personality kind of fills in the details. Or like they're kind of really, re- I mean, Chris, Chris Steele is their name. They're way dorkier than I am in real life. Like they're all about like studying and doing these like, like I literally carry around a monster manual in the game. Um, Which is adorable. Yeah, you get you let me get away with a lot of nonsense in that game. But, but the character like the, Absolutely. But the character's also very like silly, like already been making dad puns the whole game, but like that's my personality seeping in. Broad strokes, they are very like still a very I feel a very separate um distinction between me and them, which is probably healthy. <laughs> um because you don't want to be like, where do I begin in the character end? Um but I, I think, you know, uh We've mentioned it. We've done a couple D and D podcasts, and one of the ones we've, you know, one of the points we we hammered home is, you got to find the right group of people. And if you get a right, the right group of people who are going to be like, it's going to be basically be a safe environment for you to, to test out any of this stuff. Because like I, I could have easily just made her queer, and you know, or, I mean, I could have easily just made her a lesbian, and you know, play that out. But like, you know, I, I decided to do something a little bit different. You can do like different kinds of things. Um, it's a fancy world. She's not even human. Like I'm dating a dragon, like literally. Um, so, you know, whatever. You can do whatever you want, uh, more or less, as long as you got the right group. Um, but yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to date a dragon? Who wouldn't? Chris Steele's partner is pretty great. Just yeah. Say. yeah just here maybe yeah. one day we'll 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 just tell the story of this game because it's pretty great it's one of my, it's the most fun i've ever had oh. and it's my favorite character i've ever played i actually want to replace my one character in my one game with her um 
but her needed... like 20 years later oh it was a, it's 100 years later uh, i was gonna make it oh so god that way, so that way most of the characters i kind of know have like passed on and i can kind of <laughs> have like, a clean slate um but yeah that's that's a conversation for off off mic um one of the questions i wanted to ask and this might be rude or personal or something but like how do you guys choose your new names? I'm kind of, it's something I've always wondered. Oh, um, this current one was picked almost entirely out of spite. Oh, that sounds like <laughs> a good story. Uh, okay, um, I have been, I never exactly liked my birth name. I mean, I think that it's beautiful and gorgeous, of course, and I'm very happy that my parents gave it to me. But also I had the opportunity to have been named Giovanni if I were a boy. And I think I've always resented that. Um, but I've never really felt comfortable with my full name or like the nicknames that I was given. So like at the earliest opportunity, I tried to give myself nicknames. Like I gave myself all sorts of nicknames. And my parents at this point have only, they're like, I'm about to call this person what do they call you? Because they know that I go by different names all over the place and I get away with it because I'm a quirky theater kid. So <laughs> um, I've been using different names for years now, but about three years ago, I was talking with a friend and my discord name had like a bumblebee in the title and they just called me B. And I was like, oh, oh, I really like that name. And they were like, oh, is that not your real name? I'm sorry. And I said, no, 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 that's my name now. My name is B. That is my name. And I picked it. And then slowly but surely, I was like, I like B, but I kind of want a different name. And somehow I stumbled upon, uh, upon Beatrix and I was considering that for a while. And then I messaged my boyfriend about a year ago. And I said, what do you think about the name Beatrix? And he said, I think people are going to think that you named yourself after Bellatrix Lestrange. And I said, absolutely not. That's what I no, thought, honestly. I'm not named after, no. And I said, no, I am not named after Bellatrix Lestrange. And then I spent like an entire day being upset about it. And I went, no, you know what? I'm going to call myself Beatrix. And, you know, no, I'm reclaiming the name. Yeah. But I'm I, also named after Beatrix Potter, I'm, my mom's favorite author. I mean, funny enough, I, uh, when I lived in Florida, I knew someone... Uh, one of the little girls that came to Jungle Island when I worked there, her name was Bea, and she was Beatrix, but she would go by Bea. That's so. cute. Mm -hmm. I know, so, uh, like, it <laughs> didn't register. Yeah, I know one of the the jokes we had when we were first like getting to know each other. B is like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. you go go by B for short. It's short for Beetlejuice, so I sometimes call you Beetlejuice. Yeah, I did say that B was short for Beetlejuice for the longest time. Yeah, it was I fun. I think that's awesome. Um, if you told me that you picked that as a name, I'd be like, oh, I'll remember it. I just have to oh, say it um, three times and you'll show up in my phone. Say hi. I absolutely will. Fun fact, um, me and my friends, we like words that sound cool. And this extends to names. And because we often refer to ourselves as like kenkus or goblins, because we really like to collect shiny things, we extend our that to names. So we all have ridiculously long names, kind of, because we just find a name that we like and take it. So 
Does that make any sense? So you just have this, your name just grows longer and longer. You're like uh, Daenerys Targaryen, where it's like her full yes, title is um, like 500 words. Oh, yeah, yeah. My full, my full title, um, my name hoard, quote unquote, is Beatrix Baby Angel Connie Outlaw, I think. No, you're getting that. I think, I think Merlina is in there somewhere. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Beatrix Baby Angel Merlina Outlaw. Connie, I love somewhere. it. Connie's in there. I love Outlaw's it. Outlaw's so the last name. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Julian, how'd you pick your name? Uh, wow. So first off, this is going to be a reveal for everybody because I've been lying to most people. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah. So, so we're going to go, we're going to go way back. This is going to be deep dive into Julian's life. Uh, so for a long time, I would tell people that uh, my parents had decided on my name before I was born and that I was going to be named Jason if I was a boy. The truth is, no, that never happened. So whoever's listening, who are my friends, and I've told them that, I've been lying to you for years. Oh. <laughs> and Jason is such like a fuck boy name, and I don't know why I decided that was the name. Um, and I don't know how I didn't get that clue of like, oh yeah, I would have been named Jason. Um, but I got to Julian because A, yeah, Jason's such a fuck boy name. I'm not, I was not going to keep with that. And B... I was playing the Arcana. <laughs> Only like one person knows this, but now everybody can tell. Uh, and there's a character named Julian in there. And it, one of the other characters, his sister calls him Jules. And I was like, damn, that's a dope name. And that's how I chose my name. I don't play the Arcana, also, but I know the character that you're named after. And I respect you so much. I want you to know that I act very much like that character. I will never <laughs> sit correctly in a chair. I will drink and scream at the loud of my whatever volume. And also, if you ever flirt with me in any way, which my darling little uh, turtle dove, Taylor, what's up, can 100% tell you that I will fluster in two seconds, like fall to the ground fluster at any type of kind of compliment. I can't take them. I'm done. That's it. It's gone. Oh, well, thank you for sharing the story. That was very nice of you. You're welcome. And now everybody will know that I've been a liar for... Sorry, I was trying to, I was trying to make that as complimentary school. as possible. <laughs> you nope. Um, I'm a huge liar because yeah. I didn't want to admit things. Well, I know we talked about this ahead of time, but like when you mentioned, you know, that we're going to tell this story, I was like, oh yeah, I had no Julian as Julian Bashir from Star Trek Deep Space Nine because everything in my life revolves around Star Trek. <laughs> And I'm like, that's also cool. Yep. Like, He's kind of got a boyfriend in that show. Like I, so. <clears throat> Star Trek's on Netflix now. I'm watching it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. We're going to talk about it a lot after we're done this and then now that I know you've been watching that. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. all I want to do is talk about Star Trek. That's like half the podcast. <clears throat> just going to say, just going to put it out there. Uh, what was it gonna, what's the name of the one that I watch? Oh, Star Trek, Next Generation, Data, had a kid. Pretty oh, sure well. they were non-binary. <laughs> well, yeah. they chose, they, they, were, they were allowed to choose their gender, which is, yeah. so they were born non-binary, even though their brains nice. are not binary, right? Because they're an android, get it? His yeah, <laughs> it was really great. Data yeah. was like, yeah, you be whatever you want. Yeah, and that's kind I of. I like that episode. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a good episode regardless, um, but it's a good 
message. Star Trek sort of does stuff like that sometimes. I, you know, I want to say it's more progressive than it sometimes is, but because there's some episodes where it's just like, oh god, especially the original series is really casually sexist and like kind of racist sometimes. But we can save that for that. we can save that for another podcast. We can talk about all the problematic elements of Star Trek. That might actually be a fun one to fun. Well, fun's the wrong word, uh, but that might be an interesting topic to explore. Um, but Haley, how did you choose your name? If you don't mind my asking. All right, so I've been through like three of them, four of them at this point. Um, when I was like, when I was like a super ultra baby tran, like 15 years old, uh, I was using Lily as my online girl name uh, because it rhymed. And I thought that it had to rhyme with my birth name. I thought we just had to make everything a fun play on words. Um, so then I was like looking at going full time. And so, so the trend that I've noticed with me is that I started out uh, like very soft and sweet and like just like what you would describe as like a, a cute cinnamon roll when I was younger. Um, and as I got older, I kind of like through necessity just kind of got tougher. So I became uncomfortable with the name of like a flower mm -hmm. that was like so, so soft and cute. Um, so I picked up Haley because I'm super into like Norse mythology and like specifically the Valkyries. Um, and I just was looking up like Norse baby names and there's a spelling of Haley that literally just means heroine, like the heroine of a story. And I was like, that's lit. I want to be a Norse hero with a giant, like the halberd. So that's cool. So, so, and I was also, it's kind of a last minute decision. because <laughs> This was, I probably picked it like a week before I went full time. Um, and it just kind of worked. It just kind of fit for a while. Um, and then kind of in the same trend of just like, as my identities evolved and as I've gone through life and uh, gotten tougher, even Haley has started to sound kind of too cute for me. Um, like it's, it's good, but it's a little bit cute for me. Um, so I'm trying out Jupiter on the side, but then I like it because it's less common. It's like technically the name of a god, which is, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a feminine god. I think it's a masculine it's, god, but it it's sounds the pretty. It's the Roman name of Zeus. Yeah, dude. That's <laughs> I want to be, so. be non-binary Zeus. Yeah, so I think it's a sick name. Um, the problem I'm having with it is it's very hard to shorten it without just sounding strange. You sound like, um, yeah, see, because like, I can call you Hales or Hale or something. Like, Jupe is weird. Yeah, or even it's just got a bad mouth two cells, Jupiter's yeah. three. It yeah, does, but it looks so pretty on paper. Field. I mean, I guess you call you My Jay. last name is Jones. Yeah, my last name is Jones. So JJ has been a thing I've gotten a couple times. I have one of my friends who shortened it to Jupes after this like decades old detective novel where there was a boy called Jupiter who went by Jupes. And like, it was, it's a whole thing. Um, but then, so so final, final nails in this because I'll just go forever. But like, uh, my parents also told me what they would have named me if I was born the opposite gender, which would have been Shelby. Um, so I dodged that, just not the name for me. Uh, I think it's weird that they tell us that. Say, I um, I know what I would have been named if I was a girl. I was. It, be... Why do they tell us that? I don't know. I kind of. Am I the, the only one? Yeah. Wait, am I the only one that the parents were like, nah, and I made it up? Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait. I am forever angry. I have two middle names, a last name and a first name, and I am forever angry that my parents didn't get to name me Giovanni Vincenzo because that would have been so cool. Yeah. I love that. I was my name, but all yeah. of my names are so Italian. So, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> my last my last little note on this is that I feel like um, there's a trend in like recent years, which I think is a good trend, of folks who like take on a preferred name that's kind of outside the norm. Um, like we're not seeing a lot of Tims. We're not seeing a lot of Bettys. Like we're seeing a lot of really creative names, like names that are a little bit less common. And I like that because um, if I can speak personally, the, the one thing stopping me from going hard in on the name Jupiter is that I just feel like cis straight folks are gonna give me a hard time because it's a weird name. And I'm not looking forward to that battle. Um, and it kind of ties into the whole like, oh, neo pronouns and all that. Are we supposed to make the cis comfortable? Like we're not, I don't think we should be. Okay, um, but, but here, like, I, here I am not living it. Okay, but hear me out. You get to go like, so wait, you don't know your goddamn planets? Like. <laughs> I also get to make a joke because I'm, I'm a, I'm a yeah. woman plus sized. I'm 230 pounds, so I get to go. Oh yeah, they call me Jupiter because I'm the largest body in our solar system. <laughs> my my only problem, if for all right, as, as a cis person, I'm going to give you my opinions on your personal choices. Um, I would go <laughs> if I was going to go with the planet. I would probably go with Neptune. I think that's got a better. I like the aesthetic, the, the, the auditory aesthetic of it a little bit um versus jupiter i don't know that p is like a hard p in the middle of it i think it's kind of hard to get around even though like neptune also has a p i will now oh but then like people could say that they have ineptitude uh yeah. if they're like nep i'm sorry yeah. i will Goodbye. now uh, i've <laughs> i've been thinking about it and i will now be taking uh the name venus and putting that into my name horde thank you very much radical oh Speaking of celestial bodies being your name, Pluto might be a good one because you thought you were one way, but you were really another. <laughs> Nobody's oh, really hell. sure. Nobody's That's really it. sure. And you've got kind of a <laughs> you've got kind of a queer up up lip elliptical uh, rotation around the sun. <laughs> like the last, last yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I think I've got a new cat. I'm gonna put in my back pocket for future things. Then um, my um. Mm -hmm. My, I, I will just put out there that my name changed, that I changed my name to um, like four years ago, back when I was still like, I think I'm a masculine man, but I also like to be feminine, was bright, B-R-Y-T-E, -E. <laughs> and it was very interesting. It's, it's a cool name, just not for me. It was, it was cool in the moment. I mean, not now. Nobody knows how to spell it. I mean, that's a really cool name. I mean, like, one of my D&D characters is named Calix, C-A-L-I-X. And, like, yeah. everybody's cool. like, how do you how do you say it? I'm like, it's Calix. It's, it's Calix. It's like, a, I think it was like Greek or Roman or something. And I was like, it's such a cool name, though. And they're like, oh, what's your character like? I'm like, he's a himbo. Imagine Kronk, except a triton. Because. Are you are you too familiar with the the meme of like oh trans feminine names are always like oh Cordelia or like Ophelia they're very proper and fancy but then yeah. masculine names are like Brick. It's evolved. It's evolved now because it's like like oh you see trans women naming themselves like very very pretty things and then you have trans masculine men who tend to gravitate towards. Names that maybe sometimes sound like uh, a small Victorian boy, like I don't know Ferdinand or Duke <laughs> <Oliver>. or something. <laughs> Oliver, yeah, Oliver is a good one. And then we have non-binary people, and um, sock 
and moss and stuff. And I love and respect anybody who names themselves Sock or Moss. It's just if oh I looked God, out the yeah. window and saw that's what my name is. Exactly. I respect those people with all of my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay in my life. I mean, uh, one of the things I really love about my name, like being able to go Julian and Jules, because Jules is yeah a bit more feminine. Because I think when I tell people like, oh, my name is Jules, they're like, ah, like Julianne. And I'm like, where the fuck? And so there's that. But I'm always here for like Fanboy Fridays. Like I love painting my nails and shit. Um, so, and like, you know, I, I just because I'm a guy doesn't mean I don't want to paint my nails or look pretty some days. I'm like, yo, I want in on Fanboy Fridays. Fanboy Fridays, yeah. dress up. I know there's plenty dress of up. cis people that, like, well, like cis men that'll paint their nails and stuff. Like it's, it's not inherently a gender. Oh, doctor. it's punk rock as heck. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm talking about like I'm gonna I wanna dress up like put on those lovely boots and put on those like you know cute clothes and just fanboy Fridays. Um where I can just pizzazz it out like and it's really weird, especially like right now, just because I'm not on tea or anything. I'm not I'm pre-trans, so like I can't celebrate Femboy Fridays as much as I want if I don't want to be like misgendered hard. But I'll get there one day. That's fine. I've got a see-through blouse with my name on it. I was <laughs> say, I know, B, your like fashion and, and costumes and stuff are a big passion for you. Um, oh but, yeah. So I know from uh, knowing you uh, that there's some days like you like to you like <laughs> to mix the styles and stuff, or present one way or the other. Yeah. Um, basically, I love fashion. I love all sorts of things, fashion, costuming. It's super, super good. This is actually quite interesting because recently I've been feeling like I want to be a little more androgynous. I want to be a little more masculine, but also my chest binder hasn't come in yet and my face is looking real feminine and my hair isn't as short as I'd like it to be. So I'm having a bit of a moment, <laughs> but um, you know, some days I like to, um, like the other day, gosh, I put on like a, a collared shirt and then I put on a, a nice big sweater over it. And then I put a big long skirt on. I look at myself in the mirror and I go, yeah, I look like an androgynous individual who just happens to be wearing a skirt. I was like, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this. I also, my hair is short, but not short enough to be considered masculine. But when I tuck it up into a hat, I, I tend to look more masculine. And ironically, the hat that I look most masculine in is a hot pink beanie that has a unicorn horn on it that says, I'm a unicorn, duh, in sparkly letters. <laughs> that's the hat that lets me pass the most. I mean, that's the most masculine hat I've ever heard of in my life. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm cis and I wear, uni I have a shirt with uh, unicorns and Galactus on it. So like, whatever. <clears throat> I have a bit of a unicorn thing. Look, man, unicorns are the best. I don't care what anybody says. Unicorns are bomb. So good. It's a, it's a horse with a sword on it. It's, you know, it's, there's nothing more masculine than that. Right? Like, and yeah. healing powers. The sword can either stab you or heal you. Sometimes at the same time. I mean, literally, like, it can stab you and just spin you around like a fucking ring. Like, woohoo. Like, how badass is that? Yeah. Yeah, would you rather ride into battle a horse or a horse with a big point on it? We were watching Narnia today and like Edmund had the, not Edmund, whichever the other one is. Somebody was riding a unicorn at the head of the charge. And we were like, 
that's pretty cool. I don't know. All the characters look the same to me in the Narnia stuff. You mean white? Yeah. White white bland. Where's the diversity? (laughs) Well, I mean, that series has a whole problematic history with it being like thinly veiled Christian propaganda. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My one conservative grandmother bought me like that series as a kid to try to get me into like god or whatever i'm just like ah this is boring i'm done with this which to I be didn't fair even i didn't realize also... it was a god thing god oh, yeah. is a lion i mean yeah narnia are, does that mean god's mean... a furry wait god's a furry and his persona a... is a lion yeah, as, as calling long as it very thinly veiled as jesus that's why he yeah, dies no, and comes i didn't back realize it until my yeah. yeah i didn't realize it until my dad pointed out he's like oh oh honey no it's super thinly and i go well, y'all never took me to church, so I didn't understand it. Because, yeah, I didn't want to tell you until you were done reading. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you pretty if you enjoy it and enjoy it, that's fine. It's just certain certain things like that. Once you kind of know it, like to me, like makes the enjoyment like it change. It changes my reading of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I don't know if you guys have, you know any other final thoughts. Like, what kind of advice would you give to someone who? is maybe questioning their their gender, even if they've already say like, oh, I'm a trans woman. And then they realize later in life, they're non-binary. Um, what kind of advice would you want to give someone who's just now really considering this part of their life? If you want to try out new names, but you don't want to tell everybody that you know to try out new names, go to Starbucks, give them the name that you want to try out at the order and then have them call it out and then see how you feel. That's actually super genius. Does that make oh any God. sense? Oh, that's very really smart. <laughs> yeah. That's been our secret. That's our secret cap. We've always known about Starbucks. <laughs> I, would I don't say, take coffee, um, so I don't know. I think uh, one of the one of the big things is don't be hard on yourself. Like don't don't be hard on yourself if you if you live under the assumption that your gender is one way. And then later on, you start to find that it's that it's another way. See that as a positive thing. Like that's that you're just getting to know yourself better. Um, don't approach it from "I was wrong" or like "Oh, I, I shouldn't have shouldn't have spent so much time on this." Like, just see it as a positive thing. Um, people are always growing. I'm I'm of the opinion that people's identity changes till the day they die. Like, where you, you could have a very secure like version of that identity, but there's little tweaks and little little updates that happen constantly throughout your life. And I think seeing that as a positive is a good thing and finding comfortable ways to explore it is is good um i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go again and say man make a twitter account where you're where you're, where you're a she make, make an account in an online game uh where you're a he instead like just try try it out um uh as a baby trans who's who's still like preteen everything uh it is hard in the beginning and there is a lot where you just don't, you know, you kind of want to give up on yourself or you just, you just like, you know, shut yourself in. You're like, well, everybody thinks this way and it'll get better when I am so far, but you should really kind of like keep at it, like keep at yourself, keep it. Cause if you just, even if you let people just go and you're like, Oh, it hurts. And it, it's, it's hard. And you gotta, I know it's hard to, keep yourself going but you got to keep yourself going go like no correct them correct them keep correcting them because you are you and you need to know that you are you and sometimes you need that validation especially when you're just starting out 
you really need to back yourself up, have people to back you up, et cetera. Like, even if it's just a friend that you're like, hey, if I ever like wimp out on someone misgendering me, I want you to come at them with a knife and say, no, he, I will stab you if you say anything other. Oh, on that note, I also wanted to see if you guys had advice for uh, maybe cis people that like, how to how best to approach someone who's transitioning or how to kind of, you know, maybe start that dialogue with somebody, you know, to find out what they, they wanted or what they want to be uh, referred to. Um, I, uh, don't do what my mom did, which was uh, offer to paint my nails and then put me down and then have us watch an episode of Law and Order Special Victims Unit called Transgender Bridge that was all about transgender issues and is extremely sad. And then ask me questions about my identity while I'm trying not to cry at this video. Just do it politely. Don't make it like a big thing, maybe. Yeah, I would say like to parents, definitely don't. Well, I mean, it, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for anybody at any age, right? Like, mm -hmm. but also like, I don't know. Don't do that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> That's yeah, terrible. Yeah, really. You also had to watch. Oh, I cried so hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. My number one thing is when a trans person tells you something about their identity, believe them. Don't, don't say but. Don't tell me how confused you are. Like, just believe them. There's one definitive source on your identity, and that's you. And you are not the definitive source to anybody else's identity. Um, so just believe them and like. I think that's that's my one big thing. I know I sound like really mean saying it, um, but yeah, believe and believing them isn't like a big grand gesture. It's just being like they they tell you their name, you start using it because you believe that that's the name they prefer. Just just believe trans people when they tell you what they want to be or what they are. Also, like you know, don't feel like it's the end of the world if you accidentally misgender once in a while. Like, in take a moment, say you're sorry that simple please don't guilt trip us or guilt trip yourself and that makes us feel worse just you know like it's okay say sorry and just try again i mean it's not it's fine we you know the more you correct yourself the better it'll stay in your head too so hey it's not the end of the world cool i'm glad uh you know because Hell, even like five years ago, I could have. Well, no, nah, maybe a little longer than that. Like, when did you work at the store, Haley? That oh, I, I had this conversation with somebody. I don't know, man. Time is time is a flat circle, and I've been around it a couple times. Yeah. Well, before you came in, I hesitate to say you might have been the first trans person I became friends with, because I might not have even realized I was friends with, with people who identified differently. Um, but you were the first one that like I knew about. Like I, you know, I could have used these questions, you know, way, but I used, used this knowledge way back then. And I was, we're only talking like six-ish years ago. Um, but, you know, since then. Also, I feel like you did a fine job. Oh, thank that's, you. That's another thing is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's super easy to overthink it with good intention. Like it's super easy to be like, oh, I should, I should handle this gracefully. Um, but I, sometimes I really think that just being, given them the casual, all right, like I'm going to, I have this knowledge now. It's not going to change how I interact with you, except for you know how I address you. Um, yeah, I think you did fine. Okay, it was, it was a great example of just like doing great by not doing too much. Well, 
you were a special case because uh, when you applied to the store, you know, you, you know, you were like, Hey, I'm a woman. And I was like, all right. And just moved on in my life. Then you posted on Facebook, like four months later, something about missing one of your hormone treatments and being like, this must be what women feel like when they have periods. I'm like, that's a weird comment. And then I think I mentioned it to somebody else. who's like, Oh, you know, they're transgender. Right. I was like, no, I did not know that. But I was like, yeah, it's fine. I just now know this. Like, whatever. I think Becca knew from day one. Yeah, Becca's more tuned into <laughs> I that. think we just had that understanding. Yeah. Becca's been exposed to the gay community because of me very early on. And I mean, like, when I was in middle school and they just started high school. Yeah. Listen, I knew that I was not straight when I was in, like, third grade. And then yeah. I told my parents. And my mom went, honey, we know. Yeah, man, you guys they let me music, watch so. X Men at like age nine. What did they think would happen? Oh man, that's that that's X Men turning the kids gay, uh, twenty four seven. You know it. Yeah. You just first you watch X Men and then you become an X Man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened to me. Obviously, I looked at Magneto and was like, "Damn." I looked at all at. of Magneto's ambiguously gendered and non named characters. And I went, I would like to look like that. Yeah. I I enjoy that, like, as I age more, I'm like, oh, yes, when I was younger, oh, yes, you had to be, like, Professor X and blah, blah, And now I'm like, I don't know, Magneto had a good idea going about, like, just destroy all the straights. I mean, uh, the non-mutants. Yeah. Hey, B, can, <laughs> can I make a guess what your favorite X-Man character was? Is it Nightcrawler? Me? All right. I've I've noticed there's a you... there's a large number of tiefling like no tiefling guys what are you in your games. Yeah. That's completely incorrect. <laughs> I didn't like Nightcrawler at all as a child. I didn't teach myself how to do the three finger hand thing. I see I learned to do that because of Star Trek. Yeah. No. Oh, maybe Spock is transgender. I don't know. He's like half human, so I don't know what's the Spock more is that minimum gay and you can't change my mind. Well, I mean, so biracial icon, though. Biracial icon. I'm very new to Star yeah. Trek, but I'm reading Spock as pretty ace, uh, or perhaps just Aero. Um, I think he's Aero, at least. Yeah. yeah. He's had I a like couple to think of that... relationships, but it's always in like a situation where like his, he's like, got a, like something happened to his personality. Like he got hit in the face with like these flower, like euphoria flowers, which just turns you into a hippie. They hit him with a straight ray. Like, oh, God. Yeah. It was the 60s. Like, <laughs> Look, somewhere somewhere between Spock and Picard, they're like <laughs> Picard is 100%, I believe, like Demi at least, because every single type of like any kind of relationship is just a forced upon him, and he's like, Well, <laughs> here I am. Yeah, he's so reluctant to this... be in anything. Like I kind of viewed him as ace too. You know what? I <laughs> think that's gonna be this year's Pride Month special. Then... We're gonna talk about our gay theories about Star Trek characters. I'm super into that. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I, I need to discuss how Riker somehow has the gay squat going on for every single chair, but still is horny for every woman. I don't know what's going on with that shit. You know what, though? He was. Fun fact the guy who yeah. plays Riker actually had hip surgery. <laughs> oh, well, the reason. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel so bad now. Well, the reason, oh, yeah, the reason he sits like that is he has really bad back problems because of that. Well, I mean, I, every gay I, has bad back problems. That's why we sit like horrible people. But now yeah. I feel awful. Excuse me as I go recluse myself into some kind of weird cave 
never to return. Uh, goodbye, my loved ones. You will, you'll never see me again. You, you know what, though? I'm going to defend Riker for one uh, one episode. I know he's this notorious like hetero horn dog, but he did kind of fall for that one uh, person from a race of that does not have gender. Um, granted, they were they were identified they identified as female, which was like a big problem for like their in their society that oh you identify as something that's not what we do. It was kind of an interesting. Uh, it doesn't really have a happy ending, but it might be a more interesting uh, like trans read. Than like the episode where Quark gets a sex change to make some sort of deal. Uh, I I thought you were gonna bring up Riker in that one episode where they go to a planet that's dominated by six foot tall women and five foot tall men who are basically their servants. When do I get to that episode? Oh, I think Hopefully it's soon. like in season two. It's so I want good. That. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. It's so good. All the women are just in like these flowy togas, and they're like they like ring bells, and it's literally five foot tall oh gymnast God. men in like little leotards. I mean, that's so, so sparkly. To me. uh, why isn't that in the Federation? Maybe I'll sign up for Starfleet then. <laughs> oh my God. I will say Starfleet, they go on a little bit of a tangent. It seems like I would never join that. It seems like every day is an unending nightmare. Like the, the horror, most horrible things can like happen to you at any moment and there's nothing you can do about it. It's awful. Oh yeah. It, it seems like a nightmare, but you know, to live in that society would be fun though, just because it's post scarcity. It's like, you know, there's no hunger. There's no like material needs you need. Um, anyway, Unless you guys got anything else, anything else you wanted to talk about that I did not cover uh, so far. Uh, you should always, no matter what kind of uh, gender identity or expression that you have, uh, enjoy Femboy Fridays. I am here for Femboy <laughs> <Totally>. Fridays. <laughs> Look, gender expression and gender identity are two different things and you're allowed to Femboy Friday, gender express yourself any way you want. <laughs> So yeah, maybe I'll put on some makeup this Friday and uh, go to work. Um, Hell yeah, do it. Yes, that's pretty. Who cares? Well, I wear a mask, and nobody's gonna notice that anyway. But uh, I can get one that has Not like your eyeliner is a point. I can get cap one that's got, like, mask. like yeah. What's up? The uwu, get the uwu catboy mask. What, was the what they were, oh. what they were all wearing before the pandemic, anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wore. <laughs> For a variety of reasons, I wore masks before the pandemic happened, for years before the pandemic happened. Well, we all wear masks because you're a we certain degree in you know, life. <laughs> we, we're all weaves. Okay, Play-Doh. We, I'm calling it, we're all weaves, it's fine. <sighs> oh, I'm Gosh. vehemently not. I kind of hate anime. I just, and that's because I, I just, that's because I just beat Kingdom Hearts 3 and I hate it so much. <laughs> I'm a tired weeb. Yeah. I'm staying, I destroyed it. <laughs> I'm not I'm like, gonna. I'm not gonna watch garbage. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I will die on that hill. Really? I've, like I've, up your alley. I've never done it. It's not. I've never. I I barely <laughs> understand the memes that have come out of it, much less the series. It's not. Do you guys? Do you guys want to hear like the funniest fucking thing though? What's um, that? when I worked at Jungle Island, I worked with kids, right? And I've never. I have never seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but. I know that they do these weird freaking poses like everywhere. And this one kid I decided was going to be, I guess, the 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 all-tier god, whatever kid, because 
she would yell at me, Jojo pose! And I would go into like the weirdest fucking pose possible without like falling. Did she, did, they made you do stands? That's really, that's really cute. <laughs> Look, she was like three. She didn't know what Jojo's Bizarre Adventure was. And I didn't want to explain it to her because I wasn't going to put her in that kind of position. <laughs> but she really goddamn loved doing Jojo pose. She also loved a uh, fight club that we had, which was with pillows. We, we didn't... We didn't we, I swear to God, no one got hurt. But we did have the first rule of don't tell anybody about Fight Club, and she vehemently made sure no one knew about Fight Club. <laughs> That's awesome. All I'm saying is that I should have known something about myself when I watched the anime Black Butler, and my favorite character was an extremely flamboyant trans woman. Are you talking about girls? I, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at my <laughs> girl stuffed animal right now. Haley, do you know what they're talking are- about? Black Butler, I think. Oh, Black Butler, yeah. yeah. Uh, very I tall. Seal. Very tall. She's a grim reaper. She's in love with one of the main characters. Absolutely nobody respects the fact that she is a trans woman. Um, it's very realistic. Has, has, has heels. Black heels. Uses a chainsaw as her reaper weapon and has um, a glasses chain with like skulls on it. Yeah, Grell is pretty rad. I went through like a very short Black Butler phase. Grell was a favorite. Um, the problem for me was the Black Butler season two got real dark in ways that I was not prepared for. Ways that I There's was, a reason I was, why I haven't finished it. Yeah, so, but season one, and I like Grell. Mm-hmm. Fun I'll, fact, I'll I got good. really confused at conventions because I never really actually watched uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Black Butler series. I'm hemophobic, so I'm not very good with blood at all. Mm-hmm. I will faint. So I never watched it. I read it, and then I went to a convention, and I was like, who are you people? And they're like, oh, we're from Black Butler. I'm like, what? <laughs> who? Huh? And I was really confused, so I had to watch Black Butler season two in black and white, and I was like, who is this horny little child? What? Season two is confusing. Quick, Scott, talk about um, oh, comments all right, so-, so you're not left out. You mentioned, you know, <laughs> you were doing stuff with, uh, with with kids, and then it got me thinking, like, I went to Pride in Philly, not last year because everything in the world got canceled, but the year before was my first Pride. And it was actually really cool to see a bunch of kids and their parents kind of support, like, hey, these kids are, like, actually transgender. And it's like, man, that must be such a great start in life where, like, just knowing that about yourself, like, when I realized that was Ace, I was like, man, it's just like this weird weight I didn't even know was there was lifted. I don't know if that's what it was like with you guys and gender stuff. Just like knowing about yourself. Like, I don't know. I felt it was light. Like, you know, like, I just felt to like me, lighter. It, I definitely, I, I feel like, I was like, oh my God, so many things make so much more sense now. I don't, like, I had real bad dysphoria uh, before realizing I was trans. Like I couldn't actually look at myself in the mirror for more than, I think I clocked myself at like 22 seconds. Uh, So like, you know, enough to like brush my hair out of my face. Um, And then realizing I was trans and like working towards, even like right now, like I'm working towards more of a masculine look and more like I work out more and everything. And I'm like, wow, I like myself in the mirror a lot more damn, I wish I knew this in high school because I probably would have gotten way better at high school than that what I did. Oof. But yeah, it was, it was, it's nice to actually see myself in the mirror. I will say that. I think another big thing is like, when you figure out what, when you figure out who you are, what you are, whatever, um, 
it kind of gives you the freedom to stop trying to be something else, like tr stop trying to be things that don't fit you. I feel like for me personally, my experience with like trying not to be trans was very manually trying to be like very cis and like it just it was never right um and a lot of it was just like a lot of it was passive a lot of it was just like okay well that would be considered feminine so I can't do that like I never watched Sailor Moon as a kid because that would be considered feminine so I can't do that um like there was just so much like disallowing myself from doing stuff and nowadays I mean now that I've just completely abandoned the binary uh, it's very freeing. It's very freeing to just not have to, I don't know, second guess yourself. It's, it's super freeing to not analyze yourself through that lens, if that makes sense. Just do yeah. you. I, I agree. Um, I used to be miserable because I wasn't married or in a relationship or whatever. Um, but like once I realized, I was like, oh, I don't have to. I was like, oh, I don't give a shit. I'm fine by myself. Uh, and like now I don't think about it anymore. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like I used to be like spent so much more time being more miserable than I needed to be. And I know it's not the exact same thing, but like, I, I kind of get that feeling. And like, I, as a cis person, I want to be as accommodating to just people in general. Um, so like, yeah, if anyone, I think, I guess I can give this little bit of advice for people who are, are genderqueer. I think if you're upfront with people about it, like, like I, I appreciate it. Like, Oh, this is how you want to be referred to now. Just let me know. Um, I don't know if that is helpful for anybody, but you know, if it is, if you're listening to this and as a, and a customer of the store, I want me to refer, or any of us to refer to you by any particular pronoun or name, just let us know. We're very accommodating. Um, we actually updated our, our um, pull customer, like, how you sign up for it and we have preferred pronoun in there too um and that's because a couple of our comic regulars were transitioning and that was kind of our way to be like hey we updated this we need everyone to sign it uh and then finding out what we want to do but you know i am afraid to ask somebody um because i i don't know what the if that's considered like extremely rude or, or anything um but in talking to a lot of of genderqueer people uh over the last couple of years, I, I would feel more comfortable being like, hey, you know, just let me know. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Just let me know. You tell me once. And hopefully I remember because I'm terrible with names and stuff, uh, which is why I'm trying to just get into just being gender neutral in general. Um, you know, just, I just want to, I just want to make people comfortable, you know? And On a different note, if uh, I was going to say for uh, all the people that are listening, uh, you should also challenge toxic masculinity because I feel like that affects no matter what gender identity you align with. I feel like toxic masculinity fucks it up no matter what. So challenge that shit. Yeah, always. I, oh, yeah. As a, as a cis man, you have to deal with it too. Like, you know, Haley, you were mentioning like you have you can't do like certain things because it's considered girly or whatever. Oh, yeah. Toxic masculinity rocked my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> it I ain't fun. Like You go, B. Oh, I was just saying it, it, it isn't fun. I, I don't have a, a, a lot to comment on the toxic masculinity side of the thing. Oh. No, it's, just, it's just like, because me going from, you know, transitioning to male, like, yeah, there's a lot of things I'm like, wait, like, if I'm confident about it, 
is it masculine? Kind of like Terry Crews, you know, like Terry Crews is like, fuck you, I'll have a purse. I don't care. And I'm like, man, I want that. But I realized like I had an abusive relationship and this guy was like, well, Terry Crews can do that because he's so masculine. And I was like, is it that though? Like question oh, your toxic masculinity. Like what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Like Terry Crews did that. No, it's not because Terry Crews is so masculine that he can get away with a purse. It's just that he was like, this is very convenient to have. Like I can put so much stuff in this thing. Like why, why not have this? I mean, I've of the opinion that women should have pockets anyway, but that's a oh hell yeah, everybody should have pockets. No, Terry, see Terry Crews, no matter how big and and powerful his muscles are, if you ever like listen to him in interviews, he's like the softest soft boy that ever existed, and he's like beautiful. He's He's like great. I love him. He's like my biggest male crush because of it. Um, Again, because I'm I'm demi, so I'm I'm personality like that's the kind of person I'm attracted to. And then, you know, he can also like carry me around and like it's nothing. And that's also helpful because I'm lazy and fat. And yep. and my, my bones hurt. So doesn't everybody's we bones hurt? Oh, man. Wait we all want Terry Crews. It's fine. About it. Yeah. 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 He's like the peak of what a person like male should be like physically and mentally. Um, which I don't want to say. He's just peak person. Yeah. He's a great person. I. And every oh anyone watches Brooklyn Nine Nine like that's also a great show for LGBT representation in general. Um, although I don't remember there being anyone gender queer on it, but like they do a lot of stuff with just gay discrimination and like there's one of the characters comes out as as bi at one point. Um, but like they're they're none of their characters are defined by their sexuality and they all are accepted and it's very nice and refreshing to see, especially in a police force. Um, the show reads it's extremely phony in a lot of ways, but it's a, still a really, I don't know, I find the show very comforting. Uh, and it's, I think it's legitimately funny. But your mileage may vary on that. Um, but yeah, so where are we going with this? Terry Crews is the best. Uh, I think that's what we learned this today, right? Terry <laughs> um, yeah, Crews is I, the best. I, and fuck toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, he's been the victim of it too. He's been very open about the sexual assault he experienced like you know and like you think because he's such a big strong scary looking dude like you know it affects everybody it sucks yeah Yeah, he's not allowed to he's not allowed to cry or like you know he doesn't get sexually assaulted because he's a big dude it's like no he does he's allowed to cry he's allowed to have emotions like he's allowed to be upset about that he's allowed to have trauma jesus goddamn christ yeah, I, I think a lot of problems with society. Right, let's figure out how to fix society real quick. A lot of it comes from like, uh, you know, people have expect people view each other as, as one thing or the other, but really we're all just people. We all have and want and feel the same things. And it's like once people, I think once you get over that, you're going to be okay. Um, so I don't know. I think just treat anyone, male, female, otherwise, um, trans, cis, just, I think treat them, treat everyone as a person, and I think you'll be okay, right? That seems like a good message to kind of end this one on. Um, yeah. But thank Believe you guys. People about their own identities, and yeah. Yeah, and just and it, don't make a big deal about genders and names. Like I said, it's not about being politically correct. It's about just not being a jerk. And like. You know, what does it say? Treat everyone, you know, treat them to others as you'd like to be treated yourself. Um, 
um, you know, that's how we'll do. Um, anyway, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I'm very happy we were able to have a discussion. Thank you guys so much for uh, joining me and sharing your, your stories here. Um, hopefully it helps. If I help anyone with the podcast in any, in any way, I'll be very happy. So leave it in a comment. It's also good for the algorithm. So it'll start showing us some more things. Um, but again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, so until next time, be safe out there.